Hi there. It's your host again, Oluwatosin Kazin. Thanks so much for staying true. Thanks so much for sending a message for my parents that have sent a message to me. What happened? We've not heard from your from your podcast over time. It's hope all is well. Uh, yes, and let me just make this a very quick one. I purposely went on break because I just want to come back with a very 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 important knowledge things that i know that you can learn as well so for the three months that i was on break yeah i think it's, it's like three months yes for the three months that i was on break i was undergoing a course um to just um, upskill myself and you know to be more more effective and be able to give out knowledge as well you know and to learn the new thing new intervention and what to do so that was why i was away for a while so pardon me and i want to say thank you so much thank you so much for checking in on me i'm really grateful i say thank you and right now we are back and we are back and better yeah we are going nowhere <laughs> i'm going nowhere so we are here all right all right all right so so far so good if you if you've been listening to this podcast this is a uh, special needs and learning disabilities demystified podcast all i do here is i talk about special needs all the things you should know and probably all the things you should watch as for probably when you say child you could easily know then you'll be able to seek um, early intervention and don't forget early intervention is very key very 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 key don't wait till your child gets older and then you start getting worried about some things while they are young if you think they need help please quickly help them as early as two three four it is very much okay when you start helping them earlier because that would even it will also relieve your own um anxiety your pain your worries and all like that and you know sometimes when you get to speak to someone that has a knowledge of that the fact that you get to hear from people we also make you know that oh you are in a safe place it will get better so please early intervention is key i've been preaching that and i will preach that again i will not preach it enough like i will keep saying it early intervention is key don't wait till when your child is a teenager or probably when a child becomes an adult before you start getting worried because as of that time you are supposed to be um you're supposed to probably have have a have a have a um have a break you know they they are, they are supposed to go out there and you know do well for themselves why you chill you understand so those times that you right now that you need to do the work put in the work do you understand put in the work help them heli help them heli all right so today in my podcast i'll be talking about self-regulation and you worried oh what is this self-regulation what's it all about so i will tell you what self-regulation is we'll talk about the disadvantage we'll talk about how to help and all like that so let me just start with what's self-regulation self-regulation is the ability to control one's own body the past uh, perception and thinking in situational appropriate way without the involvement or input of external body so when you see a child jumping up flapping hands rocking in our own um in our own field we say the child is not self-regulated it is a way for you to behave appropriately you know appropriately to be able to coordinate yourself in some events do them rightly that's what we call self-regulation so what is self-regulation with disability individual with disability does not easily adjust its behavior to different people or situation yes for some of us that have had an encounter with them you see that some of them might not even 
they won't even get close to you like that because you are even new in their space they don't um, adjust to behavior different people like that they get stuck on some words phrases movement routines objects and sometimes the topic um and cannot uh, sometimes over a topic and cannot readily move on you know so sometimes you see some child that they will just be stuck on a particular routine on a particular object on a particular topic while you are trying to teach them something else maybe probably they only know about cars and you are trying to teach them about um let me just say maybe probably you are trying to talk about who is a citizen you start hearing the child talking about car 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 the child is just fixed about a particular topic sometimes the child does not seem to to be able to inhibit some some thoughts or actions motor changes and then adjust according to those changes you know in this world that we've had the word changes even in their school they have to move from one activity to the other doing this and all a child with disability cannot self-regulate themselves to bring themselves to that space so it is very difficult for, for them to 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 transcend from one activity to the other sometimes they get stuck on a particular word that's why you hear them saying a particular word over and over again when you try to ask them something else they'll keep saying that word or probably a movement jumping flapping you see over time child just be jumping jumping jump the child is not well regulated so what does good self-regulation what um what can it help you to achieve so good self-regulation can achieve the following that we talk about it, it it helps you to achieve um better participation in school it's helped a child to become more independent and a problem solver solver sorry it's um exhibits better behavior it's have more confidence up and it's also helped them to be happier since their brain and body can regulate to and not react so much so when a child is self-regulated those are the following that a child achieve from being self-regulated they because they participate well in school they can solve problems you know because their brain also functions well at that time they are self-regulated they become happier as well right so and do not wonder okay how does this self-regulation happen everything is as a function of executive function and um in the mental process which is in the brain so what are the executive function and mental processes that helps that helps us to be self-regulated we plan focus recall instruction and juggle tasks these are the executive functions that help our mental um, uh, that help our mental, mental process to help us um mental process that helps us yeah so sorry about that yeah so and this is done in um this is done by three processes in the brain this executive function is done by three processes in the brain and i'll talk about them the first one is a working memory working memory works uh, from planning a planning an activity or planning a task to completing the task you know you said you want to i want to um let me just say i want to let me talk about i want to self um feeding let's say self-feeding i want to i want to feed it's a it's a task so you need to plan oh i need to get my plate i need to take your food i need to pick my spoon and you know it helps you to plan from planning stage to completing the task that is the function of the working memory the second one is in beating controls this works it's managing the emotions and concentration you know that's when you just say that probably a child is really happy right now laughing out loud and before you know it the child is just lost angry crying throwing tantrums and all it is because they are not self-regulated another one is cognitive flexibility and which also involves adaptability a child should be able to adapt you know so that on that so let's talk about the executive functioning of the brain you know every of these activities coming from here we say it's um um 
we are talking about autism um dyslexia adhd we say it's a neurological um disorder because everything happens in the brain so what's the executive functioning of the brain as a set of cognitive processes that can be consciously controlled and regulated by self-regulation skills so this process includes the ability to initiate and stop actions so you start an action you can also stop it uh, monitor and change behavior plan future behavior anticipate outcomes and adapt to changing situation this is what a child that is well regulated will do but for most children with uh, special needs they don't tend to be they are not tend to they are not um self-regulated so we need to help, we need to bring them to this state for them to be able to do any other thing so the human behavior human behavior and learning ultimately originates from the brain like i said yes our behavior the learning everything everything is originated from the brain a new a neural circuit in our brain develop and refine through active dynamic interaction with people objects and events these experiences help us organize and enhance how the brain works don't forget all this thing happens with the brain so in your mind you're asking why the brain of an individual with disability is different why is their brain different simple teaching an individual with disability can be difficult i'm telling you it can be difficult there seems to be there seems to be a disconnect um disconnection between what is taught and the application and sometimes the generalization of the task the simple thing that you that uh, that someone that is um Regulated, we just do okay. Pick if you give a child their food and they just tie it in the middle. No, it is a long time teaching for a child with disability. Start teaching them how to pick their spoon, how to take it to their mouth. So there seems to be a disconnection between what has been taught and the application. Do you understand? Sometimes, and sometimes they have issue with the generalization of the old task. Part of the reason for this is uh, is the problem with the executive functioning that I talked about earlier. The ability to quickly translate knowledge into organized or coherent action. Like I said earlier, sometimes they find it difficult connecting what they have learned to um to application or uh, application of the uh, of the of, of the particular task or something all right so self-regulation dysfunction in disability so uh, i would mention other things that you need to see that you know oh this child is not well regulated they cover their face their eyes their hairs with their hands um sometimes they echo or repeat word or phrase like i said sometimes that they are stuck on a particular word they some of them don't talk do not talk at all some of them walk on their toes um flapping of hands like to spin or jump having difficulty sitting still um fixate on a certain thing sometimes you see a child that would just like that would just like touching um touching their hands you know like touching their leg or probably sometimes some of them even just start biting their hand like continuously yes um stares into the space and you want you just wonder what is this child saying what is this child looking at you know having trouble with transitioning so in um you are asking now that i've seen all this how can i help them to self-regulate how can i help how can i help child child with disability to self-regulate the first thing is um you can start by simply providing them with simple choice do you understand simple choices like okay do you want this or that make it simple do you want water or juice do you want a um, biscuit or 
or, or conflicts. So give them a simple a simple choice. Not that you are complicating or modeling the old um the old stuff. You are modeling it up. No, no. Then you walk you then you walk your way up. Use clear and simple language to explain what you want, what you want your child to do, or why it is important for them to do it. Explain. You might wonder you don't even know if they understand. Explain to them in a simple and a clear language. Oh, I'm gone. Um, I wanted to put on your shoe. You know, it's not that. Oh, you you have a lot of sense. No, um, mention the boy's name. Oh, hey, pick your shoe. Put on your shoe. It is simple. Pick your shoe. Put on your shoe. Make it very clear and very simple. Very simple. You know. Another one is ask them questions and stay open for possibilities. Don't be judgmental. Nah. So you already see like, oh, we've been doing this thing. We've been doing this particular task for like the past one month. Give them, ask them question. Oh, on this thing that we've been doing so far, probably you are trying to, uh, to identify an object. Okay, identify it. And don't be judgmental. Should in case they missed it. Now, ah, I've been teaching you since for the past five months. This same particular thing. And you know, you've not even gotten it. No, don't be judgmental. Be open. Be open. Allow them allow them to think allow them to think also yeah this promotes problem solving in them and again it is okay to let them make mistakes sometimes yes it is very okay this creates opportunities for them to find out the new learning process it also helps them to stay alert and become more patient with themselves when you that you're even taking them you're already you're already on the on the rush oh that no now why is it that no 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 you are not giving them a chance to you're not giving them chance to be more patient with themselves be patient with them give them room be open so and what other thing that you could also do you could also practice the rule of thumb with them so you are wondering what is rule of thumb i will just tell you how the rule of thumb works so when you are trying to teach your child a new skill the first thing is demonstrate a new skill to your child up to three or more times depending so when i move up to three or more times it's not that you are just even to a um a typical child and a not typical child so i demonstrate the, this task there so i know it will, it will take a little time for you to do that with a child that doesn't have disability and um than the one that has disability so this is just the rule of thumb for for a child with disability to take longer than just three times so demonstrate a new skill to your child up to three or more times guide the child in practicing the new skill up to four times so the child should now be able to perform the skill on his or her own once he or she has learned a skill move up to the next complex challenging one if not change the structure and task or the process by which it is taught and try again always assume that it is what or how you presented something to the child and not a problem with the child and this is what we say that we, that, that we all made we all believe that oh that it is not if you try to to introduce a particular skill to a child and it doesn't work the child not learn that way revisit it again take another method you keep trying try another try another method to work with that child it is so don't see that ah is the child is the child because the child is having autism because the child is having this or that, 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 that and you're like no it's not me it's, no if it doesn't work, the child is not learning that way. Change your method. Don't see the pro. Don't, don't see the child as a problem. The child is not a problem. It is you that should revisit your method of doing things, or to think of another way that you could teach this um 
that you could teach this child this particular skill. I remember a child of mine that we are still working on um, potty training and we've, we've done everything that we need to do like everything and it's not yet working i have to i have to look for another means okay let's do it this way let's try and do this way and we are started on it and we expect to get a better result and that's how it works if you have tried every other thing keep trying try another method use any method it must work before starting each activity make sure the child is calm is alert and is nourished a child that is not calm a child that is not alert no nourished cannot participate cannot learn cannot do every other thing you want emoha to do and this is where i will be drawing my cutting tonight and um in our next episode we'll still talk about self-regulation other things i should do i should teach self-regulation other methods that you could take to teach um self-regulation i will teach that i will teach the activities and this the um, discussion disadvantages of not teaching self-regulation i'll talk about that i'll talk about um self-regulation self-regulated learning yeah i'll talk about that in my next podcast i'll also talk about the 10 ways to promote self-regulation every day and this is where i'll be saying have a blessed day thank you so much i'm still your host of zest academy you can send us a message via our mail um you can also check us on our instagram zest academy one you can send us a dm and you can also just place a message across probably via whatsapp on 0036332045 thank you so much and do have a lovely day i hope this has helped you if you have any question please kindly send them to me probably on whatsapp or on dm on our instagram page as um zest academy one and if you want to just talk to me personally you can also visit my instagram page at pretty me flower so the pretty me flower is p w e t y m a y f l o w e r pretty me flower thank you so much and do have a lovely day